Bretto. Yes, Marcus. I don't want to hear this. What don't you want to hear? I don't want to hear someone come up to me on Monday and say, I had no idea about the Wellness Base Camp. Oh, I hate it when that happens. It's all been all over Facebook, Instagram, emails, podcasts. If you are listening right now and you've been under a rock or you've been flat out busy and you just haven't got to booking your tickets, don't get to Monday and send us an email saying you forgot. I was going to book a ticket. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to school holidays and then the kids went back to school and then I went back to work and blah, blah, blah. Don't let it happen. Thewellnessbasecamp.com. 50 bucks off your ticket, a few seats left, don't muck around. You've got Cindy O'Meara, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Joe Witten, Audra Starkey, Jules Galloway, Brett Hill. Oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world, Marcus. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so informative. There's amazing exhibitors there. The venue, I'm told reliably by Marcus Pierce, is incredible. There's just no reason not to be there. It's the most beautiful venue we've ever had. The Wellness Base Camp proudly brought to you by Zars and Alkaline Water. And we, as you said, we've got some wonderful exhibitors. So don't muck around. Don't be that person or people that says, I forgot. Head to thewellnessbasecamp.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings Primal Alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making Primal Living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. On today's show, I'm joined by Sally Gray, who is a mom, a naturopath, a nutritionist, a herbalist, a good healing specialist, a certified success principles coach, a transformational mentor and life coach, an EFT practitioner, an educator, and an author. Oh my goodness, this is one successful, healthy, thriving, energetic woman. And I was introduced to Sally by a mutual friend who's also called Sally. Hi, Sally, if you're listening, thanks for the intro. I love Sally's, Sally Gray, and both Sally's actually. I love Sally's holistic approach to health and um, how she feels like it isn't just about getting the right nutrition. It's about creating a calm, peaceful, and relaxed feel to our lives. Now, Sally shares some great tools and tips to help you get a handle on your negativity. And, you know, the negativity bias or the lack mindset, whatever you call it, it is, it's a human default way of um, of being. It's a thing. We all have it. So don't think that there's something wrong with you for being a negative Nancy or a Debbie Downer. Sorry to all the Nancys and Debbies out there. But Sally's all about using mindfulness, lifestyle, connection, nature, as well as amazing food to achieve life mastery. 
And good news, girls, we can have a full schedule and still feel chilled out. Now, Sally's got a number of amazing courses that you may be interested in trying out, and you can find all of those courses on realhealthykids.com. So definitely head there. I've subscribed to Sally's newsletter because it is action packed and full of incredible advice. It's like having um, an email come from your own private naturopath, but someone who's like keeping it real. You know, she's a mum too and a businesswoman and getting success in every single aspect of her life. And this is something that really appeals to me because. I'm all for creating a lifestyle that serves us and creating, whether it's your business or it's your health or it's your family, it's about finding balance in all different areas of your life. Because let's face it, who wants to have incredible health, but a shit marriage? Who wants to have a great marriage, incredible health, but feel unfulfilled in a crappy job? So it really is about how Yes, food is important. And this is where I love the last few interviews that I've done are going more into this purposeful living, life mastery. And, you know, it might all sound a little bit woo-woo and a bit out of reach for some people. But the thing that I love the most about the guests on the show is that they're, they're sharing like real life mum in the trenches tips that you can take away and think, huh, I could do that. Or you might have an aha moment, even just in this intro, thinking, really? Everybody thinks negative thoughts. It's not just me. Yes. Even the most, you know, energetic, incredible, positive people still get stuff happening every day. And it really is a case of how you choose to react to it. You always have a choice. And although that might sting a little bit, um, the truth does hurt, right? You know, it hits a nerve. It's also incredibly liberating to feel that, you know, you do have a choice in this and and shit happens, right? Because it does. You know, I'm always like mystified by people waiting to carve out this period in their life where there's nothing happening, right? Because it just doesn't exist, you know? People are always saying to me, oh, I'd love to do your Thrive course, but I'm going out in that three weeks. Or I'd love to do your Set for Life course, but I'm going on holiday. It's like or I'm really stressed at work, or the dog ate my homework, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just an excuse. It's just your ego coming in and trying to keep you small and safe and secure and stopping you from busting out of your comfort zone, learning new tools to grow, learning ways to contribute, learning ways to really rock your human experience and take life to the best level you can be. Because if not now, then when? You know? Like... Most of us listening, you're in your 30s, your 40s, 50s plus, right? Like, when are you going to, like, what are you waiting for? Like, let's get on with it, you know? (laughs) There's no dress rehearsal, sister, girlfriend. Anyway, so I didn't mean to get too ranty, but I did want to tell you, sorry, I'm a passionate woman on a mission to spread an important message. I did want to tell you, dearest darling listener, did you know I love you being here? I'm so grateful. I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. I really do love that you listen. I see that you listen because they send me stats of all the people across the world that listen to this show that's shot from my recorded from my laptop at my kitchen table in my little kitchen in a shed, 100 acres of bushland on the south coast of WA, miles away from everyone, but still being able to 
blast my message to the world thanks to the wonders of modern technology. So grateful. An incredible time to be a woman on a mission um, with a message to spread with all this technology at her fingertips. Very, very cool. Didn't know how to do any of this technology a year ago, just FYI. Yes, you see, playing small, playing small, learning more, growing every day and loving it. So (laughs) I wanted to tell you that next Friday, so that's Friday the 2nd of March, I'm hosting a free Set for Life workshop. Now, Set for Life covers a lot of the things that I've mentioned in this intro and a lot of the things that I discussed with Sally. It's about making um, healthy foods and lifestyle habits non-negotiable. And we do that by examining our values, examining our self-beliefs around what we deserve and what we're capable of achieving. Now, these are all things that nobody really has got the time to sit down and go, hmm, what's my values? So why not do it in a workshop environment with a group of other incredible women where you get the chance to um, be asked these questions like who who sat down? Like I only did it last year for the first time and it seriously changed my life. What are your values? What's important to you? Have you ever worked it out? Do you know what, what it is? Like it's so important to know because well, I'm all for getting back to being your authentic self and being your authentic self is about standing up for your values and knowing your boundaries. And that's a really empowered place to to come from. Um, So Set for Life is really about working out what it is that, you know, what's important to us and then looking at different ways of how we can cultivate more of what we value in our lives. So we look at things like planning. That's one of the modules. So so every day in, in Set for Life, in my actual Set for Life program, you get an email every day that tells you, I'll have a little tip on what we're doing movement-wise or meditation-wise or lifestyle-wise. There's also menu plans of really easy food to make at home. And you get that every day into your email box. So you just have a look at it and off you go. Then weekly, there is a video workshop. I think the longest one's like 20 minutes uh, that you get to watch. So one video a week. So it's a lot less intense. If you come in off Thrive, you'll be like, oh my God, six weeks more. I don't know if you can handle it because Thrive is intense the video every day, right? And it's incredible, amazing transformation. In a group of women, which there's this, there's a thing, it's called, um, I can't remember the actual name for it, but it's like a catalyst effect. So when you get together with other inspirational women, it increases your chance of being an inspirational, incredible woman too. So I kind of liken it to, if you were putting uh, a stick on a fire where there was already some fire burning and, and shining their light, if you put your stick on there, you, you'll you get that warmth and that light will start to, sh- to um, spread from you too. And you know, it, you know, it happens in a group of women. Sisterhood is one of the most powerful, powerful things in the world. So anyway, getting back to set for life. So we look at planning, how we can fit in all of the non-negotiable things in our life and still be not stressed. We look at permission. Who are you to do all these nice things for yourself? Anyway, Missy, right? Sarcasm intended. We look at positivity. How can you cultivate some more of that in your life? We look at projection. How do you want your life to look? We look at power. What gives you power? What drains you? And it's all completely unique. This is a massive journey of self-discovery. And finally, we examine passion. What is your unique message that you want to share with the world? Because that's what you're here to do. 
Okay, so it's a really incredible six-week program. I'm kicking off a live round of Set for Life on March the 12th. So if this sounds tempting and teasing, definitely come to the Set for Life workshop because in that workshop, we're going to look at 12 areas of your life. I'm going to do a quiz in the workshop to see where you're at right now because there might be areas where you're completely acing it and there might be other areas of your life that need some more work. So it's really good to know what your baseline is and where you're coming from. We're also going to look at some of the key things that make women fall off the wagon when it comes to their health efforts and what to do to avoid them. Really, really amazing tips. So don't miss it. So check the show notes of how to register for your free online seat at my Set for Life webinar or Set for Life workshop, as I prefer to call it. Um, on the 2nd of March, that's next Friday, it's going to be 11 o'clock Perth time. Um, so register for a seat and that'll get you an email with a, um, a link to join the online event, which will take place on a video conferencing app called Zoom. Really easy, free to download, only takes a minute. And it will also give you reminders in case you forget to put it in your diary And if you can't make the live event for the Set for Life workshop, because, you know, life's busy, then I'll send you a replay. No dramas. So check it out. And if Set for Life just sounds like, OMG, I need that now, itch, head to primalalternative.com forward slash Set for Life and sign up. I have an early bird that expires on Sunday, the 4th of March, um, and the coupon code is INSPIRE. So all the links to that in the show notes. Wow, that was a long intro. (laughs) I was feeling chatty today, sister girlfriend. Now on with the show. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm joined by Sally Gray. Welcome to the show, Sally. Thanks, Helen. I'm really delighted to be speaking with you. It's very cool. Um, And I'd like to just do a quick shout out to Sally Hibbs, who is the missing piece who brought us together. And she suggested that you'd be an awesome guest on the podcast. And so here we are. Thank you, Sally. Thanks, Sally. Yeah. (laughs) Well done, all the Sallys. Now, before we dive into um, our chat today, Sally, I want to start with finding out what you had for breakfast. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I, I like to practice what's called intermittent fasting and I do this most of my days and so I would have typically a liquid breakfast at some stage and today I had um, a cashew milk bulletproof coffee around about mid-morning which is so yummy I love it delicious that's exactly what I've had (laughs) well there you go and I haven't had anything else yet have you (laughs) I, well, I have actually. I just, not long before we started chatting, I had a cacao beet smoothie with uh, turmeric protein powder and it was really yummy and I knew that I'd need that because I'm, I'm flat out for the rest of the day and if I don't nourish my system, I flag very quickly, as everyone does. Mm. It's true, isn't it? And that sign of, you know, depleted energy and flagging is a sign that, you know, you're hungry and you need... um. You need to eat. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that we forget. Most of most women I know feel fatigued and will be looking beyond themselves for the answer when it's really about self-care. Oh, 
You're talking my language, absolutely. I once had a client who said to me that um, she'd feel she'd be running out of energy, so she'd think, oh, a nice cup of tea. <laughs> I'll just have a nice cup yeah. of tea. And that'll like, <laughs> like, no, no, you actually need to eat some food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And recharge. Yeah. Or maybe the tea, the tea break can be um, a really powerful reset opportunity if we embrace it with a little bit more intention and understanding as to what our body and brain actually needs. So in Swedish tradition, there's what's called the fika fix, and that's actually a specific time that's dedicated to in the day for each person to stop and chill and reconnect internally, but also with, um, with their friends. So many traditions around the world have practices that really speak to our needs for nourishing our well-being physically and emotionally. I love it. Whereas that, that so that that's great what they're doing in that country. But I know in England, um, if any, you know, everything is suppressed with a cup of tea in England. So if, if there's any bad news, if there's any bad news, like let's have a cup yep. of tea. Or if your if your son just announces that he's gay, well, let's have a cup of tea and let's not do, let's not address those <laughs> topics. Yeah. But hopefully, we're that's, that's the last generation. And hopefully, we're, we're making much better inroads. Um, uh, in this generation now Sally I would love for you to yeah. start by sharing your story um of how you came to you know be such an expert in this field and to get have such a passion for it well I, I think as with most health practitioners we come at it because we need to heal ourselves in some way and that was true for me I had I had the extra bonus of having a dad who was so committed to his healthy lifestyle and so I got to observe in practice what it looked like to eat really well and dad always used to joke about his mission was getting at least eight different kinds of veggies in in a day and sometimes certainly as an adult he'd bring me and he'd go Sal I got 15 veggies in today and he (laughs) he was always such a fabulous role model for me but I had loads of health issues as a kid And so, you know, in desperation, really, I found um, naturopathy as a career. So I embarked on my studies to learn how to deal with chronic PMS, chronic anxiety and fatigue and ongoing chronic infections. And so I I healed my own body and then have really just been a – a student of my clinic and life ever since and have just been so committed to keep learning because I know that as with any course of study, it's always a great stepping stone. So naturopathic, my naturopathic degree and nutrition were a great stepping stone, but they didn't teach me everything. Mm. And um, so I've been curious about why, why people get great results why some people don't get great results you know what really is it so I've just been obsessed essentially with nutrition and you know how beneficial really is tweaking nutrition to the you know and micromanaging it or is there something else how to restore the balance in um, our nervous system what's behind everything so my mission of the past 10 15 years has really been about trying to get to the root cause. So what is the bottom line when it comes to creating great health or even dealing with health issues, which is where I spend most of my time because I've specialised in treating chronic health issues. 
So I want to know where they start because clearly symptom management is not helping. Mm -hmm. And most of us are distracted in at that end of the spectrum in dealing with symptoms. So um, I have just been an eternal student of everything that goes towards supporting our health. And I've come to a pretty big realisation in my career that, you know, nutrition is important, absolutely. But it's not the place to stop. It's going to be a, a really vital aspect of maintaining health going forward. But the, but the driver of health is really our brain and our nervous system because that's what that's what drives our gut health, that's what drives our liver potential to detoxify, that's what drives our heart, that's what drives our lung function. It's the master conductor. And so to get to know how to impact our wellness from truly deeply the foundation from inside out has to start with um, the nervous system. But nutrition is very topical, isn't it? It's the thing that most people are uh, talking about and it's certainly you know I would never let my nutrition standards slip personally either yeah absolutely and I think that um yeah I think food and nutrition is the thing that's discussed most and I think that's, that's twofold one because up until recently we've only really thought about health in terms of well I say health in inverted commas but it's all been about losing weight and toning up. You know, there's there's not really been. I've only in the in the last um, couple of decades made the connection. You know, between food and mood, um, and how and how that impacts how food can really impact how you're feeling. Like who knew? Who knew that all of that? Um, you know, all those slices of bread could you know could really make you feel quite depressed and anxious and develop phobias and just a humble loaf of bread you know like so I think there's a little mix of that and I think there's also um, the mix that food really is such a quick hack isn't it you when you do change your food you can really get some quick results absolutely some people can get phenomenal results and others not so much so it's um it's really it's such a it's and it's a thing we can do so we like to feel like we're doing something mm. And there's also not the the discomfort that's associated with what I consider to be the real work of life, which is the um, internal audit, the inner set point audit. And, you know, that certainly is something that most people are not willing to do. And um, that's, a, that's a great shame because that's where real health and healing potential is found. And now that I've observed over the past number of years how vital and how big a missing piece of the puzzle it really is. So when families, I've seen families now who can, who are who have impeccable nutrition, who will micromanage nutrition and undertake some of the most uh, difficult nutrition protocols in an attempt to heal themselves and their children from chronic health issues, be so committed to it for year after year and still not get the results they want, and it all comes back to stress. If that is not dealt with, then we can't affect true healing. So um, that that combined with nutrition, I think, is where we've got real power to to really take back control of our experience on this planet. So let's talk about stress and some of those, um, you know, how it how it kind of uh, 
presents, I guess, in people's lives. Because when I think of stress, I just think of, you know, like bad news or um, you're working too hard. But stress isn't always like that, is it? Like from a chronic perspective, Sally. It's so true. I think we do need to redefine stress and really understand it because it's, you know, most people go, yeah, stress, yeah. They might even admit to being stressed. In fact, most people wear stress as a badge Mm. and possibly don't connect the dots. So I'm so busy, it's just so hard. And and let me give you a little bit of an understanding of how it works at at a biochemical and physical and nervous system level so you can see the the real impact and understand that it does have serious physical consequences and how it works. So stress is, of course, it's the big stuff, but it's not... It's not just that. In fact, the big stuff is likely less impactful than the daily stresses, the daily moments where we do step into a stress response in our body and that is what is perpetuating and driving our disease. And the way that this works is that when we perceive stress through a negative emotion and a negative emotion can be um, anxiety or worry, as you might imagine, or a fear, but it's also when we complain, when we judge, when we feel irritated, when we feel frustrated, when we feel annoyed because someone's cut us off in traffic or the kids aren't listening to us or our husband's not listening to us or someone said something mean or we feel hurt in any way. Those all have the same reaction in the body as getting a terrible piece of news on the phone about a loved one the exact same response occurs in the body and in the nervous system. And what happens is that our nervous system gets the command to be in fight, flight, freeze or faint. So our brain perceives that there is a risk, there is a threat when we feel any kind of negative emotion. And until we learn how to reconcile that, What happens is that the brain, the the command center, the hypothalamus in the brain will send the message to our sympathetic nervous system to be on alert. And most mums, most women, in fact, I'm going to suggest most people are living in that sympathetic nervous system dominance throughout the day with the odd moment of feeling calm and peaceful and relaxed, which is parasympathetic nervous system dominance. So we've got these two arms of the nervous system and this sympathetic stress response is being triggered far more than we'd like to admit. And that is going to, it's it's the biggest impactor of our gut ecology. So we've all, in the health space at least, heard about the gut microbiome and how important it is to have a healthy gut ecology. And the truth is that can't happen if we are in sympathetic nervous system dominance. That will be the thing that sends it out of balance, regardless of which fancy probiotic you're taking or how much fermented food you're eating. The sympathetic nervous system is what drives the health of the gut, the liver, the heart, the lungs, and and all of the other organs. It's the most, um, it's called the meandering nerve because it has such a a profound impact systemically for humans, this, the parasympathetic nervous system or the vagus nerve. So we want to um, be in that space of 
being relaxed far more often because you can imagine that being stressed is going to drive inflammation, cause gut imbalance and prevent healing. So that's how it happens in the body. So it's not innocuous when we feel upset and irritated every day. But they're not the things that most people are equating with stress. When we when we sit at home and worry about, you know, what we've said or or how someone else has reacted to us, that is be, us being in stress and that is going to have consequences for our health. So this is it's kind of like a bit doom and gloom, isn't it, Sally? Because, you know, a lot of people listening to this show will, um, you know, they'll be eating the sauerkraut, brewing their own kombucha at home. So they're doing, you know, they, they, they've eliminated all of the things that are, you know, causing um, inflammation in their body. They've added in all of the beautiful plants and animals that they've sourced locally. The, the cows are mooing in the meadow. They, they'll be next week's lunch. You know what I mean? So they're, they're doing all of that. Yeah. They're doing all of that right. But, you know, they might have a judgmental thought. They might, you know, say some nasty things under their breath about their husband for leaving some towels on the bed again, you know, like all of these like little day-to-day irritations that we can all relate to. And I know that I'm thinking, yeah. oh, I'm thinking, oh, crap, you know, like I definitely slip into not all the time, but, you know, we're all human. And um, I guess a lot of those things that you suggested, uh, we can all go, oh, my God, that's me. Right. So how do we know? Is there a way we can measure or are there any symptoms or signs that our body will give us, Sally, to let us know that we're, you know, operating more from that sort of. Um, rest and digest or that calm peaceful and relaxed state that you mentioned yeah yeah so we do want to start to become more aware personally and you make a really good point because we do all have these reactions but it's how long we spend in them that is 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 the thing so if we um do get irritated with our husband because he's left the toilet seat up or socks on the floor or you know whatever has happened (laughs) damn him (laughs) exactly and so then is then what happens then what happens in you what is it that what's the story you tell yourself then so deepening our level of personal awareness is the key because the truth is we have a very strong negativity bias that's part of our very very strong survival program we have to have the capacity because um of being part of the animal kingdom and part of you know our evolution from prehistoric man is to have this incredible program that keeps us safe and part of that is to perceive our environment and look for risks so we have this risk assessment thing going on all the time but it's not what we've done is taken that a little bit too far because we don't get taught how to use our brains properly so yes we want to have this powerful survival instinct functioning optimally because we need to know and we know through this instinct that is powerfully innate and subconscious when we are in danger when there is a threat to our lives so we get that instinct and and many of us and many of your listeners will have had the experience of just knowing something before it happens or looking up just in time as you know perhaps a bull was coming to more towards you or you, you know there was a car coming towards you so we have this capacity but our but what we have learned to do is to associate ourselves with our thoughts and every feeling that comes up rather than to understand how we can process our thoughts from a different position of being the observer. So often we will feel angry or upset or hurt and identify with that. I am hurt. 
I am angry, I am upset, rather than being able to see that I'm having a thought about feeling angry or upset and being able to to um, disassociate from that, from that thought. So understanding our brain, I think, is, is education that is just invaluable and it's not happening at the moment. Mm. It's not happening in our schools and that's something that if we had an operating manual for it, I think we'd all be in very different space. But the way that we can assess, you know, how well we're going and I, I hope that lots of people have made great nutrition changes because I think that's really, really valuable and it can be a way to feel great. And now what we can do with that powerful work done is to just check in with ourselves. You know, how how really am I feeling? Am, am I happy? You know, we don't need to be in the heights of depression or anxiety. We just need to be able to know that most of the time we are calm we are relaxed, we are at peace, we are in acceptance, we are feeling um, compassion for ourselves and compassion for others. And most people can't say that that's the case, even those of us who have made dramatic nutrition changes still aren't reaping the benefits that perhaps they're hoping to. So lots of people will be thinking, I want more peace. Mm. How can I get that? Because my nutrition is just schmick. And, and I think that's fantastic. And this is really just the next step. So nutrition, tick, move on to what the real work in life is, which is the daily observation of self and restoring peace within to profoundly impact and connect with those that we love. You've made some such amazing points there, Sally, and you are seriously so talking my language. I'm like nodding along here. you like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Hallelujah, praise the Lord, because you really are uh, absolutely nailing it in terms of, um, you know, our aligned messages, if you like. And I think that you're so spot on when you say, wouldn't it be great if we did have an operations manual about how our brain works? Because one thing <laughs> we, we kind of understand that, you know, we our digestive systems haven't evolved for the last... 50,000 years and we understand that we could feel better on a plants and animals based diet instead of you know lots of grains and that kind of thing but we don't we, we, yeah. sort, we sort of forget that our, our brain hasn't evolved either so every time the phone bings and dings and rings and there's that notification for us it's like a rustle in the bush of your know, predator yeah. to our primal brain who's thinking oh, what's happening oh, what's happening and if you think about the amount of times that just your phone alone gives you that response every day to be like you say that negativity bias like oh, what's happened oh, you know it, you can start to see how just something we, I mean we're just talking about um I'm just talking about you know phone notifications let alone the whole of the rest of everything else that's going on at the same time which is which is how we how we live our lives and it's great what you're saying about yes we just need to create that awareness around ourselves and start to notice um our feelings and realize that we are not our thoughts but do you have any like specific tools or anything that you've used over the years Sally that you could say look I've tried 50 different modalities and these two things have really worked for me okay that's a good question it's evolved so depending you know as I've uh, you know, the first study I did in this realm was as a, a transpersonal counsellor which is quite shockingly nearly 25 years ago 
don't connect the dots with the age thing. (laughs) That just seems crazy. (laughs) But it has it has evolved, and I find myself. I'll I'll share what I do now, which is what I I do some training with some of the best neuroscientists in the world. So I'll give you some really, really cool uh, tricks. But just getting back to to one of the things that we can do is to really just step back and notice how much we are connected to our phones and and make a change there because there's a dual-edged sword thing when it comes to the phone because that sound can trigger an alert which sends us into a stress response. But at the same time, we are drawn toward looking because there is a reward response that occurs in our brain through a dopamine release. So we get the the same reward hit of pleasure from dopamine when we check our emails, check our phones and check Facebook. And our brain loves it. Our brain loves to be rewarded. It is, it's one of its most favorite things. In fact, play is the second most powerful emotion that humans can engage in. So we've got this brain that just loves, loves stimulation. It loves it. So we have to be the ones to cap it. And so one of the best activities is to put the phone away put the phone away and if that's if that's not something that that can be done then it's going to we've got some questions to ask ourselves so i think it does start there i think the first key is to begin to ask some personal questions about what do i want my life to look like what do i want to achieve and how committed to my well-being am i because no one's saying you have to no one's aiming for perfections no one's saying everyone has to be healthy and happy, if that's not truly what you want, then you're going to um, be answering a powerful question that might be at the moment a bit of a secret. So until we start to ask ourselves powerful questions, as um, Tony Robbins says, the quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves. So to begin to know ourselves is something most of us don't give ourselves the gift of. We don't know truly who we are, what it is that motivates us, what our values are. And so to start there can start to reset our nervous system. But the practice that I have absolutely loved over the past six months is one that I I learned from a, a neuroscientist called named Mark Waldman. And he he's so interesting and he talks about how we have to Uh, reset our brain because if we don't give ourselves the opportunity to come into the present moment to reset our system it it's just like a freight train out of control so our mind is designed to function it's going to function whether we are in control of it or not it just happens that if we give it a task and give it a focus and engage in some deliberate behaviors we have the reins, so to speak. We are the driver's seat. Otherwise, it's just on its merry way, playing with our thoughts and memories and and um, creating stories about them that we buy into because we don't know how to disassociate and and understand that our experience in life is just built on perception through the lenses that are unique to us, the filters that we use that are like our values and our programming and all of that sort of stuff. So to deliberately stop and reset is really powerful. And he suggests that the best thing to do is to do that multiple times an hour, every 20 minutes. 
with at let's say it's 20 past the hour you're going to stop for 15 seconds and possibly do some um, specific breathing techniques he's a big fan of very very slow deliberate movement which has an amazing outcome in in the way that it resets muscle groups when you do a very very slow and i'm talking slow so it would take it could take 60 seconds to move your head from extension one way one side to extension the other so 15 seconds at the 20 minute mark 30 seconds at the 40 minute mark and then at the 60 minute mark you take a full minute to reset and you interrupt yourself no matter what you're doing if it's appropriate of course and the way that that this then unfolds is that by the end of the day your brain is still fresh you don't feel exhausted it's one of the most amazing activities to restore vibrancy in your in your system and it feels like you can tackle every hour as if it was the first one of the day wow. so that's a good technique that is a great and while you were while you were saying that sal i was doing so i was doing some very slow movement while you <laughs> how slow yeah you, and it doesn't say? it feel amazing it did feel amazing and it it really did bring me into my body, into the present, and um, yeah, I really like that. And I, and I did have to have a chuckle that when you said, oh, "If it's appropriate," because I could just imagine, you know, <laughs> in the middle of yeah. something quite intimate or personal or something. Hang on a minute, I just need to yes. move my neck. Really, what are you doing, <laughs> Mom? What are you doing? Yes, uh, it'd be funny. It'd be funny. And, and it's, yeah, you can do it in any any environment, and even if it's even if you're at work, you no one has to know you're taking 15 seconds or 30 seconds or even a minute. Mm. It's um, it's pretty simple to do. It is. It sounds great. A friend of mine recently just introduced me to um, a, an iPhone app. I'm sure you can get it on Android as well called the Mindfulness Bell. And you can yep. set it as many times as you want throughout the day. And so I've just got it to go randomly every hour, like, but I don't know when in the hour it's going to go. So you'll be like, head down, bum up, get into some work. And then it's a really nice kind of like a bell that you'd hear at a yoga class or something. It's really nice. Dong. And it just, you go, oh yeah. And yeah. I just have committed to taking a deep breath every time I hear that. So it's a kind of similar, a similar way to do it. A yes. An app. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've, I'm I'm a fan of apps. I use my phone to set my declaration reminders so that I uh, every time that happens I stop and I observe what it is that I'm focusing on to retrain my brain. So we can retrain and rewire our brain is what's called plastic. There's a, a study in neuroscience called neuroplasticity which looks at how it is that we can reshape our brain because the brain is is where it's at. It is the most powerful ally we have or it's the most powerful enemy that we have to our physical or emotional wellness and we can harness its power with with simple daily habits and routines and rewire it from a program that's dodgy according to psychology research we know that 70 or more percent of our programming so the patterns and and environment that we uh, grew up in become who we are and 70 or more percent is actually dodgy self self-limiting or self-sabotaging so it makes uh, you know that's a pretty big incentive if you want to be happy in life and be healthy to understand how to retrain the brain so that we aren't relying on that pattern that is going to drive us towards disease if we don't 
become aware of it. And so to just practice some some interruptions in the day like you're doing with that the ding and the and setting reminders in the phone to stop think how is it that you want to feel how is it that you you want to be so that you can remind yourself and start to create new neural pathways that will become your new set point and then you can just keep building on that it's incredible um it's absolutely incredible and it's so true uh, i know that um when i first started a gratitude practice it just gave my brain like you were saying before your, your brain's either like playing with your memories and playing with your thoughts and you know it just needs that stimulation it'll find something for itself to do but if you give it it's like a little toddler if you give it a little task to do like right think of three things that I'm grateful for when you first start out it's really hard but then before you know it yeah. when you practice in it daily and then months go by and then years go by you just you've got this default uh, positive mindset that you know you've 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 cultivated and you've trained and neuroplasticity is so exciting and so empowering so we've already talked about you know, like creating a vision for the future or knowing what your values are and, and asking yourself, look, how do I want my life to look? And I know that a lot of us would rather go and clean out a cupboard than ask ourselves such yes. profound, we can always find something else to do other than ask ourselves those important questions. And, and it can be quite yeah. uncomfortable. I know um, uh, at one point my coach sent me, was this horrible three-page um, document with all those sorts of questions on it you know, what are your values? Yeah. How do you want to feel as you go throughout your day? And it made me feel so uncomfortable and I hated it and really resented it. But it was actually the biggest breakthrough that I've had in terms of realizing how I wanted my life to look. And then, you know, you, you, you can, it slightly adapts and changes, but you can always um, keep, that gives you sort of um, a, another manual to just like, this is how I want to live my life. So is this, is what I'm doing now in alignment with my vision? Yes, no. And, and, you know, and to keep resetting. But can, Sally, can you tell us some other ways that we can help to reset our brain other than what we've already talked about, so the, the gratitude and the awareness side of things? What else can we do to, to, to refine and improve? Well, the brain does love reward. And so, you know, to, to deliberately do activities that create that that cause for celebration and that's not celebration with a glass of bubbles or a tim tam it's about rewarding the brain which doesn't happen entirely through food so we want to get a dopamine hit and we can do that when we start to reframe how we look at our lives so we do have this massive negativity bias because that's built into our survival instinct but we can separate from that and choose different behaviors so at the end of the day a lot of us will be going well I did that wrong I did, did, did this wrong and that wasn't so flash and why am I still feeling like this and what we can do instead of necessarily being grateful is looking for what it is that we've done well that we're proud of because there is plenty and most of us really again struggle to see this until you practice it a bit and once we start to acknowledge our wins what have we done well in a day we do create that reward sensation in our brain and our brain does celebrate and when when it's got a task when it's got a, a mission it will find more things to reinforce that so at the, until we are aware and more conscious of who we are, our brain is just reinforcing everything that it knows, which isn't necessarily for our highest evolution or even our happiness. That's not the program. Our survival is its key 
goal. And so we have to interrupt it if we want to feel good, if we want those dopamine releases in our brain to to celebrate and feel happy. And so at the end of the day, just to tack on a couple of minutes to a gratitude practice and go, what am I proud of about myself today? What have I done well? And pick at least one thing. And as it gets easier to spot them, go for your life, fill up a page. Your brain will be delighted and then your life will unfold very differently because you're creating new neural pathways. Your new set point is to see what's great, not what's horrible and wrong. And that is really, that's a really big difference. But just to to start the journey, if this is new to anyone, is to just get clear about what you want on your health journey. What is it that you want to create? Now, I work with um, a system that's nine environments when I, in, in my Ignite program that I run, which is a, a like a 12-week life mastery program, and we start out by creating an intention. So that's a really important thing to do. Most of us are very clear about what we don't want. So we don't want our kids to be suffering or sick. We don't want to have struggle. We don't want the list can go on and on and on. But we never take the the different perspective of, well, what is it that I do want? Because our brain will take us there when it's given a very, very clear direction. So we've got enormous power and potential to head in the direction of our choice and with the most powerful machine on our side. There isn't a machine on the planet that, that equals the potential and power of our brain. So when we learn how to harness it with a whole bunch of tricks, what we've got is the potential to see life unfold differently rather than feeling the struggle. So most people will come at things and even experience some results but not get where they want to go because they haven't taken this different perspective of getting clear about what what it is I do want. What it is I do want on this journey for my health is just a great place to start. I love it. I love it. And I really, I love what you're saying about the, you know, thinking of one thing a day that you 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 love yourself for doing. Um, Vishen Lakyami, who, have you heard of Vishen Lakyami? Yep. Oh, yeah, I have. Isn't he great? I love him. He's one of my uh, great gurus. And um, a simple thing he says is when you hop into bed on a night, think of one thing in the day that you're grateful for and then think of one thing that you're really proud of yourself that you did uh, during the day. And it's just yep. a really easy way to cultivate gratitude and it's something that I've started to do with my um 10 year old son instead of hopping into bed and just you know hearing about you know what he's played on computer games or whatever obviously we have a little bit of chat about his day but to ask him that it's just a really great thing to get to help to train because you know like you say we're not taught this stuff like we just kind of stumbled across Mm it at some point in our 30s or 40s you know but before that we were just like um you know we were just kind of like going rolling along feeling a bit like a hamster on a wheel without any we felt like we didn't have any choice or direction or purpose whereas um you know if we can cultivate this in our kids then that's great now the next question that I've got for you Sally is when I think about being um calm and peaceful and relaxed I sort of think that I should be just doing you know sitting in the um lotus position chanting om like but really is it possible to have a busy life and uh, you know, do all of the things that you want to do and still keep that calm, peaceful and relaxed vibe. Absolutely. Yay! I think that it's, yes, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to check out of life if you, you don't choose one or the other. 
you can do in fact your life will become more joyful and feel less busy when you can harness your nervous system potential so rather than feeling like that busy is just all stress or all rush and then by the end of the day you're just falling in a heap you can begin to appreciate all of the cool stuff that actually happens in the day, in the moment that you would miss if you're in your sympathetic nervous system. So when we're in stress, we aren't creative. There's no way we can be happy, but we can still do stuff and be in our parasympathetic rest and digest, tend and befriend, calm state and still get things done. We just don't connect the two very frequently. So we can have an incredibly busy life on from the outside and see all the stuff that has to happen but that isn't necessarily a prescription for misery it could still be filled with joy and peace and when we're able to see and and observe our emotions and feelings as they arrive arise that are taking us into that negative space we can make a decision once we've done some personal work to step back into calm regardless of of how seemingly busy you are in a day and it just means that our brain will observe more of what it is we are letting into our filter system so when we're in stress you know everything's on shutdown our prefrontal cortexes they're not working because the body takes blood away from anything that's not necessarily including our gut and our liver function that's how you know toxicity can accumulate because we're in this stress state and um when we're back in our calm space we can you know function so much more effectively and peacefully that's great. You've already talked to us about you've talked to us about some of the um, tips that you've got. But I was just wondering, do you have any daily rituals that are you know like because you sound to me like a woman who's got it all. Like you've um, you, you've got a thriving business, a great family life, a, a really busy life, but you're also completely healthy and well and vibrant and happy like it just you can tell it just comes across so do you have any daily rituals that are like non-negotiables that you need in your life to keep you at this optimal state I do like my rituals that's that's how I changed my world from one of debilitating anxiety and chronic infections really to one that is just you know I, I barely flappable really mm-hmm. so i i do rely on my my rituals i wake up every morning around about five o'clock and i meditate i just find that that is my peace that is where i find my peace and if it ever gets missed which is infrequent i notice it I really do, but I also I all so I do a what I call a bookend routine. First thing in the morning, I meditate and I will um, set my intention for the day, and I will ask a powerful question that that has come to to really bring meaning to my day and, and joy as well. And that is, you know, how best can I serve? 
and it's, I don't necessarily have an affiliation with any religion, but I just feel strongly that there is a higher power and that I am part of that that community, as are we all, and I think that there is a way that I can be inspired by more than just my brain throughout the day. So I, I, I like to ask that question as I start my day and I will also end my day with a gratitude practice and focusing on my vision for my future because that window between waking and sleeping is when we have greater access to our unconscious mind, our subconscious, and the realm of sleep is our subconscious. So we're kind of planting the seed for what our subconscious plays with overnight when we are very um, deliberate about our pre-sleep thoughts. So they're the two things that are kind of non-negotiable, but I just build into my day now time to stop to reset to breathe to get out in nature I, I do that nearly every single day because it's it's so important to feel like a small part of of this greater world that is infinite and I love to just look at the, the you know the grass and the leaves and the peach flowers when they are in blossom and any fruit and veggies growing in the garden it all just is is something that I feel like I need to connect to to feel my best it's like interviewing and of course I eat pretty well and you eat pretty well too it's like interviewing myself yeah. this is amazing Sally we should be best friends we should hang out all right, all right. let's Done. catch up Let's catch up. Let's do it. Now, I'm going to pose a question to you. It's actually sort of three questions in one, to be honest, but it's a question I like to ask all of my guests because it's such a great yes. area when it comes to health. So there's three, yeah. um, well, food and drink groups, really, uh, that really cause a lot of, uh, you know, polarization, and they are chocolate, coffee, and wine. And I'd just love to hear what your thoughts are on whether we should have those in our life or not. I think that the answer is that we're all just so unique. We're just we're just such individuals. There's no two people on this planet that are the same. And I would love to think that they that they all work for me all the time, but I have to be honest and say I just try and listen to my instincts. I'm not ever going to say you you can that rule them out or rule them in. I think that we just need to get more clear about what our system needs at any given time i think we we forget that we are we have changing needs we we have all sorts of cycles that we are subject to so sometimes it might be appropriate and other times it might not i certainly find that to be the case for myself i love tick 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 to all three at various times but i won't have them all all the time i will just listen to what my body needs sometimes chocolate and it, and I think that dark organic chocolate is just one of Mother Nature's gifts, honestly. And uh, and it has a part to play in pleasure. You know, pleasure is very, very powerful, as we said, and it has the capacity to, to register in our brain as real pleasure. And so does alcohol, but alcohol at wine can can be can complicate things. If we have a nervous system like most people do that is uh, not functioning in parasympathetic nervous system dominance, it is actually going to drive our dis-ease, even though we can get a temporary feeling of relief when we drink alcohol. Most people will be drinking 
will be drinking wine because it, it it's driven by a need to relax. And um, coffee, well, you know, I think it has its pros and cons, but I think if we all just start to tune into what our unique needs are, what our unique food prescription is, and know that there's not going to be one right way that you eat now, that'll suit you for the rest of your life. We we have to be flexible enough to roll with what our body tells us and just tune into ourselves. Start by asking asking ourselves more often, is this is this true? Does this suit me? What is my body asking for? And then learning how to interpret the information that we get from there. Absolutely. And it can be a process, can't it, Sally? Because we've been taught, you know, brought up most of us to ignore our intuition in, in that when it comes to that, especially with food, you know, like you need to finish your plate, you have food there, otherwise yeah. you're not going to get dessert and all of those other things. That So we, you know, a lot of women that I work with, they they don't know when they're hungry. They don't know when they've had enough to eat. They have they don't know when they're tired. It's just like, um, you know, we, we do, we, we have lost touch. So really your approach is beautiful in terms of getting back in touch with yourself, asking yourself questions and really tuning into that inner guide um, again, and working yeah. out what's right for you, yeah, based on the different cycles, the different things that are going on in your day. Some days you, that might work, other days it might not, and that's okay. And I guess that really for our listeners that are wanting to take away some of these tips, that the biggest point is to take away the burden of immediate change because a lot of these things take practice, don't they? It is a daily practice, and I love what you said at the beginning of the interview, Sally, where you said you're a student of your own work as well, because we never get there. You, you know, like just because you're the naturopath doesn't mean you're there. And, and you know, it's, it's a continual journey for yourself as well, isn't it? Absolutely. The work doesn't end. It just, it just gets easier when you've got some really cool tools to navigate what we consider to be stress in life. So we never have to stay stuck in our suffering. I think suffering and struggle are possibly just a given in life. But how long we stay in it for is totally a choice. And to understand that what our what our choice really is, where are we, where do we have responsibility for our reactions to life? And I think that when we step into understanding that we are 100% responsible for our behaviors and our reactions and our thoughts no one can make us feel anything any any time we feel triggered that is us responding to our experiences and that's not necessarily anyone else either and that can be a you know I see that as being one of the key human potential learnings that that we can embrace and it is unfolding and perfection or is not part of the human experience we are meant to keep learning from our challenges and they sometimes are big that's you know let's not diminish anyone's pain or discomfort sometimes they're huge and and the truth is we we all have them and they don't actually stop but how we then tackle them is something that can be redefined all the time and that is the mission in life we just get to keep changing the boundaries to what feels right for us from a space of of awareness about who we are and what it is that makes us tick in this world and deep acceptance rather than than reacting to life from a program that we really know nothing about and how liberating is that i agree 
so exciting. <laughs> and, I, and it's like a lot of work, but it, it really isn't. And, and you know, there's so many, so many more resources that people can explore. You know, I, I run programs to walk people through this stuff. So it's, it's about bringing all of, all of these wonderful nutrition and whole food practices into this conversation about our inner wellness and um, taking it as far as we can because we have an exciting opportunity to live a life with just limitless potential to achieve whatever it is that we want, to feel everything that we want to feel that we think we're waiting for someday to happen, but we get to choose and feel it now and live every day like it is our bliss. And it sounds really trite and it sounds really far-fetched for some people, but it can happen. And I've seen it happen time and time again for the women that I coach and in my own life. So it's it's doable. It is doable. And, you know, if not now, then when? Like, you know, this is it. We're here. There's no dress rehearsal. Let's get on with it and let's live our most unlimited, awesome life right now. So you've already told us a little bit about your um, your life mastery program that you've got, but I know there'll be people chomping at the bit wanting to sign up and do some work with you, Sally. So can you talk us through some of your programs and and what you've got available and how we can work with you? Sure. So I do have uh, programs. Most of what I do now is online and that was – that's been something I've been doing now for a few years to to keep up with demand and to reach people all over the world. So I just have this most exciting practice where I'm talking with people – Everywhere. It's so amazing, this modern technology. So there's no excuses wherever someone is. So I work a lot with regional Australia, but also all over the world. And I think my my f- most um, isolated client is in Alaska. Wow. Where she's actually, snowed, yeah, she's snowed in for multiple months in the year and she's got six children. Ah, that's so like my idea of she's, <laughs> she's my hero. She's amazing. So um, I have programs that walk people through chronic dis-ease resolution called the Root Cause Resolution Program, which is a 10-week online guided program where we meet up every week online through a Zoom platform. So there's lessons and still connection in a group online setting, but it feels like we're all in the same room. Everyone will, at the end of it, even if they start out a bit sceptical, go, that was just amazing to just be able to connect mm. every week yeah, I'm a big live in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. Mm. So that there's the Root Calls Resolution. There's the Ignite program, which is a 12-week life mastery program. I have a, um, I'm a big fan of tapping. So I have a My Tap Happy Life program, which is using the power of energy and um the meridian system to restore balance but i integrate that with a lot of master life coaching tools and uh, counseling tools to really reset our dodgy programs and core beliefs that are heading us in the wrong direction uh and then there's what else is there i do a mind makeover boot camp which is a four week introduction and but it's pretty advanced as well at the same time of of resetting the brain how to give the brain a focus to to get us where we want to go in any of the nine environments that we need to be need to have a focus on in this human experience so we can't be all about health we can't be all about wealth you know we have a need to connect with not only other people but with nature and we have a need to evolve our spirit so we have to understand that that we are subject to these innate needs for balance 
and we have to have a little focus in all of those areas. So whether we choose to to be the best mum possible or whether we choose to take on the world in a corporate setting, the rules are the same and the the brain focus is the same. So the Mind Makeover Bootcamp, which is currently running, so I think that's, oh, there's Happy Healthy Mums and Bubs. Oh, gosh, how could I forget that? <laughs> that's the that's the program that's um, I've created with Dr. Sarah Moore, who's a, a GP obstetrician in Bustleton, who is something else. She's so unique and she is um, really leading the charge in the medical profession in Western Australia and teaching at our medical students about compassion and mindfulness. And so we've created a program called Happy Healthy Mums and Bubs, which is really designed to set mums and babies on the path as early as possible. And I have a preconceived babies program, which is designed to tackle the issue of creating health and happiness before conception, which is even more ideal. And that covers most of what I do, really. And and then I have private consulting. So I, I will work with people privately um, in, uh, in a way that enhances the outcomes for whoever works with me and and is something that I want to do. So I will I I put people through a bit of a, a filter process to make sure they are aligned with my philosophy. So I'm I don't believe in prescribing supplements actually. So I'm not a quick fix naturopath. I am a if you're interested in really creating health, and not everyone is, you know, not people not great health and happiness isn't for everyone. A lot of people, as you said earlier, there's discomfort in looking within. Most people are stop at that point because it you know, we're under the illusion that it's actually going to hurt, really hurt, but it actually really doesn't. And the reward is just so profound. But lots of people will, will not go there. So I now only work with people who are willing to go the distance and do the work and get stunning results as an out, as a as an outcome of that process. So hang on a minute, just record scratch. You're a naturopath that doesn't prescribe any supplements. <laughs> Um, no, that's not technically true. I okay. do prescribe, but not not without knowing exactly what. Basically, yes, I am a naturopath who doesn't prescribe supplements. But if I've if we do some research and and investigation and discover that you know the gut ecology is needing some work, then we will use the appropriate measure to resolve that so i'm never going to say go and grab a probiotic and start taking it i have done in my career but i you know i really feel i've never felt good about that and so um i don't prescribe supplements and get better results than i ever have this is incredible i think we need to book another podcast uh to go a bit further into this <laughs> why haven't we talked about this before this is incredible so are you saying that people could come to you with you know chronic health issues related to normal stuff like thyroid health, uh, gut health, fatigue, and we could look at treating all of that with some of the things that we've talked about today around, you know, awareness of stress and awareness of our emotions and gratitude and connection. Yes, absolutely. Wow. That is, I, I absolutely believe that that is the starting point and the end point for great health. And if supplements are needed, then I think that they they can be they have a part to play. The right supplements. I'm, I don't prescribe 
all supplements just because they might be from a naturopathic supply company. I think that that we have to be much more mindful about the consequences of anything we put in our mouths. And just because it comes from a naturopath doesn't make it safe or fine or free from consequences. So, uh, and the truth is our, you know, if we look at the root cause issues, we can restore balance there and sometimes do it without any supplements at all. Sometimes they are absolutely vital. Recently, I worked with a lady who's um, who it became very clear the gut ecology results showed that E. coli was missing in the results. So E. coli supplementation was the step to take. But that's not taking any probiotic. In fact, most probiotics will don't have E. coli in there, even though that's the most abundant species in the gut. You'd think you'd want so to avoid E. coli, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. So, you know, I think it's it's much more we need to be so much more aware rather than just take anyone's advice and I encourage everyone I work with to develop that instinct that we all have access to that is part of this animal experience and we are an animal on this planet and we have the same capacity to just have a deep knowing about everything that affects us and every decision we ever have to make and we just don't get taught that as you said we get told not to listen to it really Mm, absolutely incredible and very groundbreaking now where can we go what's what's your website sally can we find your instagram facebook how can we get more more of sally gray real healthy kids is what i'm i'm known as online and um that my website is just having a few little tweaks at the moment. It's it's up live, but it, the new version will be coming out soon, which will have a booking system just to alleviate some of the pressure in my office so that people can book and know what's going on all the time and access more of the programs in a self-guided way. So I run programs as a guided journey so people can, so I can help facilitate and be part of it because that's, that just is what excites me. But people can also, do very very soon starting in 2018 many of my programs as self-guided journeys and um that's yes a real healthy kids.com real healthy kids on instagram which has been a little bit quiet this year Mm -hmm. and real healthy kids home on facebook that's awesome thank you so much sally i will definitely be checking out your courses that's for sure thank you so much for your time today it's been amazing It's been so nice to chat with you, Helen. Thank you for inviting me. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.